<clears throat> Sorry, I'm putting my pen on my thing. Anyway, <clears throat> so, hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of A Writer's Rambling. This time, like the last episode that literally just happened, um, or technically, okay, the last episode, episode with the, I don't know, but the the one about, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I should even uh, talk about the titles. I think that I'm just going to call them by just what the topic mainly is, but music or, okay, tell you what, I'm going to do the episodes that are talking about mainly one kind of thing. That's what they're going to mainly be about. But for episodes like this, I'm probably going to actually give this one a special title rather than just calling it one single word or one single thing about it. But the last episode was music and we talked about music and stuff like that. And then at the end of it, I said that I would talk about something else, the family support thingy, and then I'll probably just make a more, you know, a more detailed thing, a more t- a detailed title for it. But yeah, this is what the episode is going to be about. We're going to be talking about multiple different things. Okay, for right now, the only thing that I can probably think of, and this is actually going to be a less structured episode, all right? This is going to be a less structured episode, so it's mainly going to be just talking about, um, I guess, family support, but at the same time, I might just add a whole other topic to it, all right? But still, the main focus is still going to be on storytelling, okay? Storytelling and all this other stuff, okay? So, of course, I, lo- I wrote it down right here, the family support. In my last episode, I was talking about my father, my dad, my dad, who is one of my biggest fans, okay? My biggest fans so far, even though I have, like, no fans, my biggest fans, in a sense, are my dad and my brother. They are the main people who know sort of the most about my story, in a sense. And even then, that's kind of a stretch, they are the main two that know the most about my story because they hear me doing my little recordings and stuff like that the most. They hear me doing it the most, and they mostly, sometimes, I catch them listening. Like, my dad will sort of linger in the area at the time, and he's obviously not doing anything, and he thinks I can't, I'm not noticing it and stuff, but he's just chilling, and he's just trying to linger around and just listen in on what I was talking about. And my brother also kind of does it too, you know? Now, I talk about these characters, and I talk about what I intend to do, and, you know, I'm, I usually when I'm doing these episodes, I just walk around in around the same area, and then I just talk and talk and talk, and I make it up as I go along. A lot of times, I make it up as I go along, and I change things, and I make new notes of whether or not I want to change something in the past that I already stated, and now that's going to get changed, and now it's going to become this new thing. So it's constantly being changed and constantly being updated, you know? And I come up with characters, I come up with character arcs, I come up with ideas for characters and stuff like that. And I just talk about all these random things that I wanted to do with these characters, you know? So that was kind of the importance of these things. Ooh. I'm so sorry. I just realized I it's like 10 o'clock and I still haven't done my laundry. God damn it. All right. Ah, uh, fuck. Hold on. Fuck. And I know that uh, damn uh, washing machine is empty right now. Fuck! Okay, just hold on for one second. I am so sorry. I go through, I literally, that literally just popped up on my mind. I'm so sorry. Alright, so I'm so sorry. I had to go um, uh, do the laundry thingy. I had to go put my shit in the laundry. And then after that, I had to go pick up the trash. So I'm back again. And this one I'm just gonna start, uh, not really start over, but like, what the fuck is this? Oh, I remember. Anyway, so I had to go, right? So, we're talking about um, family support, right? And the last time, um, the last thing, normally I would make it like, 
um, that that isn't the intro and stuff like that, but it's so short that I'm just gonna fuck that. I'm just gonna be like, fuck it, you know what? It's gonna be the intro. Okay? So, we go on, so back to what I was talking about, stuff like that, with the whole family support and stuff like that. My father was actually my big, one of my biggest fans in a sense. He was super, super supportive of it and my story and stuff like that when it first was made. Okay? Because remember, it whatever was the thing, because I never actually did, um, you know, put it out there and stuff like that. But when I first was creating it and stuff, my dad was always super, super supportive. He adored it and loved it. And when I used to do my little recordings, my dad would constantly walk past me or sort of linger in the general area that I was at. And he would think that he's slick and that no, that I'm not noticing him, that he's in the same area trying to be here longer than he has to be, you know? At the time before, when I was younger, I used to get annoyed about it because I didn't like the idea of other people listening to it, you know? And now that I'm older, it's kind of like, I don't even give a fuck at this point, mainly because I've done it for so long and they kept constantly walking back and forth. And basically, I don't give a fuck. But now, it's also a thing of like, I get embarrassed of it sometimes, but at the same time, it's still kind of like, mm. my dad actually is interested in it. You know, my dad is actually kind of, not invested, but he's kind of interested in, um, you know, my, my story. He's interested in what I can create, in a sense. Okay? And that's something that's like, something I can take, not really take, but something that I can sort of appreciate, in a sense. You know, it's something I can seriously appreciate and seriously say, oh, my dad was actually really, really supportive of, you know, the thing that I was trying to create, you know? So, to go back onto um, what I was originally talking about with the whole family support and stuff like that, my family has always been super supportive of everything, anything that's very, very creative, anything that's uh, creative, okay? It still surprises me that there are certain people that have families that aren't supportive of anything as a creative thing that they're creating. You know? That's so surprising. Now, I am going to kind of be in my room a little bit clean, kind of, because um, I wanted to get my drawing notebook, an old, old drawing notebook that I had way long time ago. I wanted to get that drawing notebook first and then start doing this episode, but at the same time, I was still kind of looking for it, kind of. So, yeah. But basically, also, it's hot. It's really hot. It's, it's, it's hot. Oh, shit. So, um, my dad was actually really, really supportive of it. My father and my mom, it's still, like I said, it still kind of surprises me that there are people out there that aren't really all that supportive of their kids doing anything that's a kind of creative kind of thing. That still kind of surprises me. But still, it's, you know, it's it, what it is, whatever it is, you know? It's not really my place. It's not really my business. But still, it still kind of keeps me off guard when I think about that. You know, just the idea that there are people that just don't like that idea for their kids. You know, I have experienced that a few times where I have um, some friends that their parents, they don't care if their kids are kind of creative and stuff like that, but they would really, really not like the idea of their kids investing too much time and attention into this thing that is something that's mainly deemed as a creative thing. You know, like they don't mind if their kids randomly draw and stuff, but they really don't like the idea of their kids actually getting invested in drawing a single thing for a bunch of hours. They would see that as a waste of time, you know? And once again, it's not my place. It's not my business. It's not my place. It's not my family. But still, it does kind of catch me off guard a little bit still, you know? 
that's saying that seems so old you know and I guarantee and I never even thought about my family in that kind of way but at the same time I'm pretty sure that when I were to if I were to ever introduce somebody into my family and they came from one of those kind of backgrounds I guarantee that they probably view my family as like hippies or some shit <laughs> they probably view my family as very very open free non-conforming whatever hippie group family whatever it's super weird to think. It's super weird because in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, my family is super regular and stuff like that. And then I see some people like this in their family situation. It's like, oh, hell, I know for a fact that my family. Like, and in hell, it's even sometimes with the majority of my fa- uh, with my friends, it's almost like, oh, I know for a fact that my family is a little bit more freeing than most other families. That, I, I always thought that I was pretty average. And then seeing how my other friend, my friends' families and stuff that are, how they handle their stuff, it's kind of an eye opener that kind of lets you realize, oh shit, my family is not normal. Like I get away with a lot, and there's a lot of stuff that's not really acceptable in a lot of other families, but it's kind of okay for mine. Like one thing that always surprised me is the the idea that families don't like the idea of rap music. Which is super weird. It's super weird that certain families don't like hip hop or like anything rap related. You know, it's really weird to me. You know, they don't really like. They don't mind their kids listening to it, but they don't like the idea of their kids blasting that music or just blasting music in general. That's something that really stuns me. It really stuns me that some people don't like the idea of blasting music. In my house, in my house, in my family, everybody blasts music. You know, everybody blasts music. My mom be blasting music all night, basically. You know, but as the night gets longer and longer, the music goes lower and lower, but still, you still be, you know, you can still hear it from the living room. You know, you can still hear her music from the living room, and that's just her alone in her own room, doors closed and everything. Still, with my, uh, with my brother, my brother, me, all of us, we do it the same thing. So it's really weird to think that, the, you know, that's the thing. And it's also weird to think that, like, um, people don't like their, they don't let their kids listen to certain kinds of music. Which, once again, I can kind of understand. Like, yeah, I can kind of get it, but at the same time, I can't um, completely get it. But going on to the whole grandma support thing and the creativity, I was super creative as a kid. When I was little, my mom and dad, oh, no, that's, no, 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 we gotta go back up. My mom and dad, of course, both grew up in New York. They both grew up in New York, whatever. Now, my mom and my dad both kind of grew up in New York. My dad kind of back and forth outside New York to New York, but whatever. My mom and my dad always loved art, and they always loved anything that was, once again, creative. You know, they loved creative stuff. My dad and my mom both grew up around the 80s and 90s and stuff like that. That was kind of where they were. You know, that was kind of where they were at that time. And they were able to listen to rappers like Tupac and Biggie and um, Ice Cube and, um, you know, all these different rappers and stuff. They had all these different rappers out there and they loved this music and they grew up listening to this music. They loved this music and stuff. So my dad used to do poetry and write lyrics and stuff. He used to do poetry and write lyrics and my mom just loved to write. She still loves to write, you know? My father loved um, graffiti. He loved graffiti art style. Anything. He loved drawing and creating tattoo designs and all kinds of stuff. I'm pretty sure, I'm not entirely sure because I never actually asked him, but I'm pretty sure that my dad designed most of his own tattoos. I'm pretty sure. Like, I never asked him, but I'm willing to bet that if I asked him, he probably could say that he designed most of his own tattoos. Okay, I'm pretty sure the only tattoos that he has an actually design design is the only the newest one. His newest one was the Joker. He's leather Joker. 
and it's in color. Never, I don't think that he has any other tattoos that are in color. All his tattoos are black. Like, he doesn't have anything. And now he actually has color on him now. For the very first time in his life, he actually has color now. And it's, you know, the, the green eyes. No, 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 no. It's only the eyes, a little bit of the hair, and the smile. That's all it is. Okay, so it's red for the smile. I think it's black for the eyes and green for the hair. Or was it green makeup on the eyes? I can't remember. But it was the Heath Ledger Joker. It was the Heath Ledger Joker. Okay, it was that. It was him. So my dad and my mom, obviously, they both love tattoos because they both have tattoos as much. And you know, that's another thing that's really weird. You know, so that's another crazy thing that's really, really weird. When I, you know. It's really weird to me to think that a lot of people, their parents never had a single tattoo. Not, not even one, are you serious? That's so weird. Or piercings. You know, that's another thing. My mom and my dad are very, very creatively different. Okay? And I meet my other, my friends' families and stuff like that, and I see them, and it's kind of like, oh shit, my family's kind of a little bit more creative, you know, in that sense. You know, my mom and my dad have piercings. My dad, my mom has a tongue piercing. My mom has a tongue piercing, and I think both my mom, my dad, no, I know for a fact both my mom and my dad have nose piercings. And, um, uh, my mom has long nails, like very long nails. Her nails have been long, like, um, uh, where's my ruler? I had it somewhere. Um, shit. Ah, I'm not gonna be able to find it. Last time I used it, I had to make a mural. And it was, it was a, a little diamond mural thingy that I was doing for this thing. I thought it would be cool, but it, it turned out horrible. So, like, my mom's nails are, like, an inch, maybe a couple more centimeters from that, or millimeters, whatever. My mom has her nails, like, an inch long and a little bit more than that. So, they're always, they've been like that since I was a baby baby. Like, they've been that long since I was a baby. Okay? So, you know, once again, creative. My mom has always loved painting her own nails and doing them and painting her own designs. She always did her own nails and she always had them long like that. Okay? It is literally, she's had them for so long that it is literally to the point where if she hears any person comment or complain that they can't do, that they can't live with long nails like that, like, how do you get anything done? How do you do things with that? My mom actually gets agitated. Like, that is an automatic way to get her annoyed. That is automatically a way to get her annoyed because she has lived with long nails like this her entire life and raised, and technically still raising three kids, technically still raising one of those three. But still, like, it's been, she's had those nails for so long that she can do everything. Like, she finds ways to go around certain things, but she can't open a can of soda with that. But she still knows how to do it by just putting her hand sideways and using her thumb. You know, like, she can still open this can of soda by herself without needing anything. And, you know, sometimes it's a few times that she does need help if the can of soda is really good to go with her. She'll just use a spoon or the back of a knife or something. You know, but, or her keys, like, she's super resourceful, because she's lived, I, I think the least amount of years is it is 17. So it's 17 plus years. I know for a fact it's 17 plus, at the least, at least 17 years. But still, she's had these long nails for 17 plus years. Okay? So, once again, this is weird. This is kind of, honestly, it's weird to imagine, because I've never, I have never seen another, a, a parent, with nails like this. I've never seen another parent that has nails like this. And the only times I have seen people with nails like this, either they don't have kids, 
boards, because they're already grown, kind of. You know, and I've never seen it. I've seen it to this day. Still, though, it still is pretty amazing. So, to go on back to my main point, obviously, you know, to go back to my main point with um, the creativity stuff, I was one of those kids that when I created, um, I cre- uh, no, no, not created, when I drew things and stuff like that, I know for a fact I wasn't great, but at the same time, I knew that it was, you know, it was good, but my parents knew that my art was kind of a little bit better than the average kid at the same level, or the average kid of the same age, you know? Because I was always kind of something, and to this day, I never really saw it, you know, but I don't know, I don't really know if it's that parent, um, that parent filter that they view it as. You know that parent filter? I call it the parent filter. The parent filter is something I made up, but basically it's like, um, something that a child creates. Another person would see it or value it as a five. But a parent, because of the parent filter, the parent of that child would not value it as a five, but they would value it as a ten. Whatever the child creates, it automatically is doubled in value by the parents, or or doubled in craftsmanship or whatever by the parents. You know, so that's kind of how I always viewed it. My parents said that they were something amazing and so great. You know, I always kind of thought, at the time, I always thought, oh, this is because my parents are always supportive, whatever, whatever, whatever. It really hit, like, it really, really hit when I, I stopped drawing when I was, like, a little kid. And I started, again, when I was around four, uh, third or fourth grade, around that time. That was around the time that I started drawing again. Okay, that was around the time I started drawing again, and I was around 10, 9, around that time. And that was the time that I started drawing again. Okay? And I, once again, I started drawing just Pokemon. Because I love Pokemon. I love the designs and stuff like that. They you Hold on. The Sinnoh region was already a thing, and we were just getting into the Yuvenor region. I think. But still, I love Pokemon. I love Pokemon at the time. I love drawing Yuvenor region Pokemon. You know, I love drawing them, and actually, that's what I was getting, I was, that's what I was doing, I was trying to find my thing, I have my notebook right here, Jesus, this is crazy, this is my high school notebook from my high school, and I have, actually, on the front of it, I, my dad, um, at the time, because, another thing, another thing, video games, my family loves video games, obviously, my family loves video games, I never... I never, ever, ever had my parents ever tell me that I'm wasting away or I'm wasting my life playing video games. I have never had that happen. Ever. Because my parents played Final Fantasy XI. They love online games. They just love video games in general. Okay, my parents adore video games. Okay, my father and my mom loved video games so much. So, my, you know, that was something that they really adored. You know? When we would get home and stuff like that from work and school and stuff like that, they would get onto their computers and stuff and really start playing. They would be playing the night all the way to like probably late in the morning and stuff like that. And then they would be going to bed, go to work, whatever, come back, do all that stuff all over again. You know? And it was always Final Fantasy XI. So they never had an issue with me or my brother and probably Ariadne now like playing video games. Chloe doesn't really play video games, but at the same time, she ever did start, they, they don't really care. Okay, my parents have always adored video games. They adored video games, they adored playing all kinds of stuff like that. Okay, my mom used to play Devil May Cry and Resident Evil, the very first, well, I don't know about the very first one, but my mom used to play Devil May Cry and Resident Evil on the PlayStation 2. We had a PlayStation 2. 
and she used to play that. And technically, she still uh, she still loves to uh, sometimes because she always does the thing. It's, it always is a thing. She has she doesn't play it for a bunch of years, and then she remembers how much fun that game was, and then she plays it again, and then she's like crap on it, like she's trash playing Devil May Cry and stuff like that, and you know the mon- uh, the monsters and stuff, and just like all over. I got my mom a Switch, just so you know. I bought my mother a Switch. Okay, I bought my mother a Switch. I got it for her specifically. It's in her room, and she keeps and she keeps playing. Um, uh, I don't know the number. I bought her a Final Fantasy game. It's a very old one. It's not seven. It's um. It's um. Uh, I have no idea. It's the one where um, the main character, he has a tail, it's a boy, he has a tail, and they, his team was trying to kidnap the princess. They were trying to kidnap the princess during a play. Like, they were doing a play and stuff like that, where they're flying ship, whatever, and there was this guy in the suit of armor, he was like the prince's guard or whatever, and they were trying to kidnap her, and she was trying to escape, and that was the thing. That was the game. I don't know which one it is, but I bought that for my mom. And my mom plays that game ridiculously. My mom plays that game so much. And a lot of times when I get on my Switch, my own Switch in my room, I get on my Switch and I randomly see on in the top notification because you know it tells you when your friends are on. I randomly see it and it will say that my mom is on playing this game. And I got her little nightmares. And I got her um, Pikmin Three Deluxe. I got you know I got her a lot of games and stuff because my mom loves horror movies and loves horror things and stuff. So of course I had to get her little mom. I got her little Hollow Knight. And all those games. And my mom fucks them games up. If anything, I'm probably, you know, if I probably cut on my Switch right now, I, my mom is probably playing a game right now. But anyway, yes, you know, video games. And TV, my, my family loves TV. Anything, like I said, anything creative. So TV, movies, comedy specials. My family used to reference these things all the time. We don't do as much now, but that was a huge thing. We used to always reference these things. Okay, especially comedy specials. So comedy specials like Steve Harvey still tripping, Kevin Hart's Let Me Explain. When Let Me Explain came out, that was the funniest other thing in the world. Every single thing was about Kevin Hart's Let Me Explain. But also, I'm a grown little man. Um, uh, 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 it was all of them. The one, that, uh, the famous one that he had about his dad. All right, all right, all right. And that was my dad all the fucking time. All the fucking time, for no reason at all. My dad would just come around, just randomly saying it. Like, he would say it when he was cooking. Like, he was cooking something, and something was going really well while he was cooking. He would just say it. Or when we're about to go fishing, and he's got his fishing stuff, he would say it all the fucking time. You know, because that's it's just bad, you know? So it was that. It was Gabriel Iglesias. Um, specifically, um, uh, Aloha Fluffy, even though they also had um, the other one. Too, the other one that he had was that was kind of famous prior, but it was mainly Aloha Fluffy. Everybody, we loved Aloha Fluffy. And um, Chris Rock, I don't know which one it was. I don't know which one it was. And Eddie Murphy's old school thing, when he had that orange, was it orange? I think it was orange. It was like platinum leather. It was like shiny leather or something. I think it was orange, I think. Or it was red, I don't know. But it was uh, Eddie Murphy, it was that thing also. And my father also had the DVDs, The King is a Comedy. So he had Steve Harvey. It was a, it was four comedians. Cedric the Entertainer, Steve Harvey. Um, I can't remember the other two. I seriously can't remember the other two. 
Bernie Mac. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's such a the entertainer, Bernie Mac and Steve Harvey, but I know for a fact I'm never gonna get the last one. Yeah, so yeah, it was those it was them. And my father loved Bernie Mac. My father loves Bernie Mac. So still, um, it was all that. So they of course love these comedy things and stuff like that, and they love these movies and TV shows and stuff. And you know, my my family always loved um you know, culture. Because, once again, my family's actually a military family, actually. My father joined the military when he was 18. I think. No. He might have been 20. I don't know. I have no idea. But whatever. My father joined the military, right? And, you know, we traveled all over the world and stuff like that. My brother was born in Japan. You know, my brother was born in Japan, and my family obviously has, like, a love of Japanese culture. We love Japanese things. Because my mom says she loves Japan, she loves it, and my dad loves Japan for a lot of reasons because he loves anime and he also loves the Japanese culture and stuff. So it was also very bad. And actually, I have um, a bunch of uh, souvenirs from Japan as well. I have some on my table right there. I was too young to appreciate it because I was like two or three, you know? I was way too young to appreciate it at the time, and my, and my brother was just born. So my brother was just born in Japan. And then we moved to um, Germany. Again, once again, I was too young to appreciate it. And then Florida, Washington State, and uh, New York, Washington State again, Virginia, and stuff, you know, whatever. And then we moved again to, um, well, no, we moved um, to Virginia. And then now, at the moment, I'm in Virginia. At the moment, I'm in Virginia. But we have traveled all over the place. And once again, our love of freedom, love of culture, no, love of just anything that was creative, as I keep saying. Anything that's creative, my family just adores and loves, you know? Movies, we love movies and TV shows, and we just love anything that's super, super creative, okay? I got my father into the TV universe. Now, to go back onto the whole family support, I got my father into the TV universe, because I was super into the TV universe and stuff, so I got into it. Now, I got him into the TV universe around the time around the time that Garnet had just happened, uh, when Jailbreak had just happened. That was the time that I got him to start watching it, okay? So I was, I saw the biggest reveal at that time, and then I got my father to start watching it. I was already trying to get him to start watching it prior, but when that happened, fuck yeah, I had to get my father to watch it. And then from that day on, when he finally started watching it, all of us, me, my brother, and my dad, were hooked. We were hooked on the Steven Universe. And when the Steven Bonds would hit, we would go out of our ways to go all the way together and like be here to watch this movie, uh, to watch it. We all had to watch it. It was so, we used to come up with, my dad used to come up with theories and, uh, and uh, he used to come up with his own little theories and stuff like that. You know, all of this stuff, because it was so much. It was such an amazing thing. And I got my father into Adventure Time, and because, you know, we would talk about all these other things. My dad loved being the Steven Universe fandom, seeing the series and stuff like that. I was a Steven Universe fandom for the art and, and all that stuff, and I loved it for the, uh, the art and all the background information. So a lot of times we would talk and just talk and talk and talk and talk about um, all kinds of random things. So I told my dad that Rebecca Sugar worked on Adventure Time. And of course, my dad ended up getting into it because he sort of watched it, but he never really thought that there was anything important about it. But when he heard, when he heard that like a sugar was on it, then he wanted to watch. So then he started watching it. Then I talked about how they were also really good friends. Uh, then I talked about it with um, the Gravity Falls was a thing. You know that the creator of Gravity Falls works a lot uh, with it, but I never watched Gravity Falls. 
I never really went out of my way to watch it. My dad put me on to Gravity Falls. Okay, he put me on to Gravity Falls because he started watching it, but I didn't watch at the time. Yeah, that's just, I didn't really care. So, you know, it was always the thing. My family adores animation and stuff like that. Right now, my mom's addicted to freaking Craig of the Creek. She adores Craig of the Creek. My sister loves um, Blue Bear Bears. My dad loves Blue Bear Bears. Okay, my brother loves um, Adventure Time and Gravity Falls and um, uh, Steven Universe. And now my dad is hooked on uh, Rick and Morty and um, Solar Opposites. You know, lots of different shows. Animation is just amazing. So once again, this is exactly why. This is something I want, you know? I want to have this. I want to figure out one day to have fans coming to their whole families. You know, sons and daughters and mothers and fathers. The whole family enjoys this show and all laughs and makes jokes about it, references it, all, all that stuff. You know? That's what I want, kind of. Because my family had it. We had it with all these different TV shows and all this different stuff. And we, of course, adored it. So when I was creating my thing, right? Um, oh, no, no, my art, right? Okay, okay. So, <laughs> like I said with the video game thing, to go back into the main point of why I brought the video game thing, I got Pokemon. My very first Pokemon game was um, Pokemon uh, Black and White. I have... Ah, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Okay. My very first Pokemon game that I actually got specifically for me that I got, uh, that my parents got specifically for me, because I played Pokemon games before, but there was always my cousin's games. They were my cousin's games, they were never mine, I got them. I have two Pokemon games, and technically they were never mine. I have Pokemon Ranger and Pokemon Mystery Dungeons, uh, uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeons and Sword of Darkness. These games, they're not mine. I have boxes and everything, but they are not mine. They are my cousin's. And, you know, they came to visit wherever, and they left it here. And, yeah, I played it before, but at the same time, they were never mine. You know, these games are not mine at all. And I think this is probably two games. Well, let me see. Because I know this is one of the most more than the game. What's this? Yeah, Blue Rescue Team and Explorers of Darkness. This box is to Explorers of Darkness. So I have two games. One of these uh, games right here is about Blue Rescue Team. And there's no Blue Rescue Team box in this building because it's not mine <laughs> these aren't mine so these i played both my games i can think those are my very first in a sense but they weren't really for me they weren't they're not mine these are mine though pokemon black my very first pokemon game that i got specifically for me i had asked pokemon black i it was the very first of all any kid growing up with pokemon black and white it was difficult trying to get the one that you wanted because you had to tell your parents that you want Pokemon Black, but it has the black background with the white dragon on it. So you would have to tell them, black version. I know it has a white beast on it, but I wanted the black version. Okay? And of course, you know, I got the game that I wanted, thank you God. But still, it was like, oh my God. And then I got um, Pokemon Black and White 2. I got both versions. Pokemon Black and White 2. And that year, that was one of my favorite fucking Christmases. I got those games, I was so excited. I technically never even beat Black and White. I never beat Black. I beat both Black and White too, because, you know, I actually liked that game more. But my game was Black and White too. And my dad and my mom got me a Pokemon, what is it? A Pokemon Black and White version, a Pokemon Black version 2, a Pokemon White version 2, Collective Edition, Official Pokemon Souvenir Strategy Guide. Oh no! Yes. I 
Uh, this book is kind of open. Kinda. But yes, I have this whole thing. I have this thing. And it came with this little, um, this little cover thingy. Just like, you turn it to the side and it kind of animates in a sense. It has like both black hero and white hero. And if you turn it to the side, the thunder on the black one doesn't appear. The blue thunder and the fire on the other one doesn't. Like, they disappear and reappear. So I took this and I put this on my uh, on my notebook in high school. I still have it and it's on my notebook in high school. Okay? So this I got when I was in like fifth grade, fourth grade, third grade, somewhere around there. And then I ended up keeping it and I always put it on my new notebook. Right now it's literally on my new notebook right now. And it still has that that thing that they do. I don't know what the hell it is. But still. How can I know that thing? And at the time when I first started getting back into drawing, this is a great way to go back to what I was just talking about. When I first started drawing and stuff, when I started getting back into drawing, I used to draw Pokemon. Specifically Pokemon from the Yubina region. And y'all remember the Scholastic Book Fair? The Scholastic Book Fair was such a huge thing for me. I love that fucking book fair. So at the time when the book fair would be a thing, I used to go to the book fair and I used to go and try finding the Pokemon books. Anything related to Pokemon. Because I was one of those kids. I was a Pokemon kid. So I used to go and find anything that was related to Pokemon. And I would find those Pokemon books. And then, you know, the Pokemon books that taught all the information on the Pokemon. I found those books. I went to find those books, the ones that had all the information about all the Pokemon. And then I would, you know, I would ask my mom and my dad to get it for me. And then I would just read the whole fucking thing. Because I just liked learning about them. They were really, really interesting. So I got those. I got those and, you know, I love Pokemon and I love drawing them. And even as a little kid, I learned the sort of lessons of being an artist or commissions and all that stuff. I learned that kind of struggle at such a young age because they were kids in my class who asked me to draw a Pokemon for them. Like, first of all, I never told you that I was going to draw this Pokemon for you. You just asked me and then you're catching an attitude when I say no. Okay, I had people get annoyed at for the fact that I did not want to draw that thing. Okay, and then when they did ask me or something like that, or the few times I did actually draw something for someone else, they felt entitled to ask me as if I was supposed to draw something for them as well. Like, I don't know you. I'm drawing this for my friend because she wanted a lily pop. But at the same time, I'm not gonna draw you some random bullshit. I don't want to. But still, I had to deal with that. And a few times they did, they used to bug the shit out of me and offer me. At the time, when my school had these little tickets. Okay, this is my out the school I went to, but the school was, um, no, no, no. No, no, I'm not gonna say the school, we're just gonna say the tickets. They were called cassette tickets, these, these little tickets. They were like, at the time they were yellow, but I think they changed it to purple. At the time, they were yellow. Okay, they were the little golden yellow tickets. And you know, the teachers would give them to you if like you were doing something really good, or you were like a really good, well-behaved student and stuff like that. Or you were doing something that you, you know, you were going out of your way to do something. So it's the middle of like uh, lunch and you're doing homework. You don't have to be doing the homework right now, but still, you're doing the homework. So this is ticket right there. And then you assign your name on it. You know, you assign your name on these success tickets. And then you would put them in to like a little box at the end of the day. Not even at the end of the day, but you would just turn them in, right? Just now, here's the thing though, here's the thing, here's the thing. Okay, this is the thing, even though the teachers never intended for this to happen, success tickets became a currency in the school. So if you wanted something, you'd have to pay with success tickets. 
So if you, like, even though they did not want this to happen, like I know the fact that they had an issue with this and they really did not like it and kids used to get in trouble, like go to the principal's office for this shit, it still happened all the time. So I had students come to me asking, oh, can you draw this? I'll give you four cents again. I'll give you this many cents again, blah, 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 blah. Kids used to keep whole things and they wouldn't sign their name. They would not sign their name on them. Because those test tickets could also be used to trade and get other things. Like, students can use them for fucking currency. So, <laughs> they used to use them, right? And, you know, when you sign your name on them and you turn them in, because technically you're supposed to turn them in, you're not supposed to hoard them. You're just supposed to turn them in. So when you turn them in, you know, at the end of the week or something like that, all the announcements on Fridays, there was always Fridays, all the announcements, right before, you know, we go home and stuff, they would do um, the, the drawing. You know, they would say, oh, congrats, you know, we had goals. We had goals to see how many success tickets we can give out. Or no, how many success tickets the whole school can get. Because it was a really, it was a sign of like how well, how well the issues were. So, you know, the, our goal was like a million and two success tickets or something, you know? And if we would meet it, that would, you know, there would be a little celebration and stuff like that. And there were also, it was also based on classes as well. So if this teacher had the most, like her class had 500 success tickets, they turned in 500. So that means that their class would earn a gift for the teacher and the students. So the students would get a pizza party thing, and the teacher would get, I don't know, a bunch of donuts from Krispy Kreme or something like that, or a Krispy Kreme gift card or something. So that was the thing, but they also used to pull the cards. They also used to take these cards and pull them out randomly. They would pick out five random cards, call out the name, and you know you had to no no you had to write your name and also the class that you were in and your grade. So they would state the name and stuff like that. And yo, if you ever heard your your sister or your brother or any of your siblings on the thing or you were on the thing, oh my god, everybody did a whole thing. So if I got called, my brother and his class would hear it on the thing, and then his entire class would celebrate it, knowing that that's. Yeah, that's Z's brother. That's Z's brother that just got called. So they would celebrate and freak out. So it would be technically two classes freaking out. Okay, it would be two different classes freaking out over the same student. And I know it sounds crazy, but when you got, uh, it sounds crazy, but that's like how it was. So when you got called, you had to go all the way up to the office into this special little room. They hand you the ticket that won. You know, they hand you the little ticket that won, and then they can let you pick a prize. You know, and actually, hold on, let me get one prize real quick, because I won. I won my little prize, and yes, it's kind of a bullshit prize now that I'm older, but I still like it. It's um, this little, um, uh, it looks like the Jewish symbol, kind of, but it's like a 3D version of it. Uh, a Star David, kind of, but it's like a 3D version. You know, and it's this little puzzle. So you have to basically, it's this little puzzle that you take out one of the pieces and then the whole thing breaks apart into all these little pieces and stuff. And then you have to put them back together into the thing. That's what I got. And you know, I got a slinky and random candy and shit, but still, this is one of my favorite things. And to this day, I still love it. But yeah, that's all from that school. Now, yes, obviously, it's like really random. But yes, I, um, I'm still finding my fucking Oh, here it is, here it is, here it is. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so yeah, I used to draw all kinds of stuff, like ridiculous amount of stuff. I used to do this thing where I would draw a single Pokemon, and I would do this thing where I would draw the background of that Pokemon as well. So my first Pokemon that I did it with was Squelp. So I did a whole thing with Squelp. I obviously stopped, 
more of the water because I didn't want to do the whole thing. But I drew scrub. You know, because it was um, call-up time when I started really getting back into drawing and stuff like that. Trivians, Magius, Cricket the Chandeliers, uh, Chandeliers, Chandelier, all that stuff, Cubone, Deoxys. I drew all of these things. I drew them ridiculously. I actually liked drawing them. Okay, I just used to like drawing them. They were really, really interesting and fascinating. So, you know, I used to draw them. And around that time, at around that time, I had started, had created, you know, my story. I really started creating my characters and stuff like that. And at around that time, I thought, actually, hold on. I think my oldest art of them is here. I think. I started drawing the Steven Universe characters. That was another thing I used to do as well. I drew, um, yes, it is. Oh my god. Oh my god, this is ridiculous. Anyway, so at the time, I also drew my very oldest stuff of my characters here. So I also drew the Steven Universe characters. I have an image of Malachi that I'm looking at right now. And I also had other images of my oldest, oldest like, characters. Okay, I, and it was very much um, based on Steven Universe in a sense. You know, I had a Hell's Blessing right here. Um, who else? I know the Draco's another character that was behind here. I had Draco, I had all kinds of different characters that were supposed to be very old school fucking characters. And then Heaven Sin, you know, all these different characters. I had all these different characters that were these really old school characters when I first created the story. Very first time creating the story. It's ridiculous to look at now, but at the same time, this was the first thing. This is where it all started. So of course, at the time, um, I started, you know, I used to, um, I used to write all my stuff down. I created my story. Um, you know, I created it, and I created this story, and I wrote it down from a dream, and I wrote it down from a little notebook. Then one day, I ended up getting sick. I had a stomach virus, and I had eaten a, uh, a lasagna at the time, and then I had basically thrown up right onto my book. <laughs> the day I had, like, I was so fucking sick, and my dad had had to help me clean up the vomit, because there was just a mound of vomit on this little book. And my dad was, you know, he was being helpful, trying to clean it up. And when he uncovered the book, he saw it. He saw the book, and it had been completely buried. So when he first looked at it, it was like a pile of vomit. Okay, it was chunky. It was, it was not cute. But when, when he uncovered it, when he, when he finally scooped up the last little bit, and you saw the corner of the book, he immediately just, he immediately just said, "What the fuck?" And then looked again and saw that the book was basically underneath all of it, and you couldn't even see the book. He lost his mind. He lost his fucking mind, dying of laughter, because he thought it was the funniest goddamn thing in the world. And I was so mad. I was so mad because my book was ruined. It smelled like throw up. I didn't want to draw on it because it fucking smells like throw up. Like, I literally did a whole fucking Kevin Hart thing. Like, I'm not drawing in a fucking notebook that smells like throw up. You know why I'm not drawing in a fucking notebook that smells like throw up? Because it's going to make me fucking stop. Like, that was the whole thing that we used to do. Like, we used to reenact the whole fucking thing. Like, we used to do it all the time. And my dad, he did He did that. He did that. Later, he was talking, he was talking about it to my mom, talking about how he didn't, first of all, he didn't, he was talking about how, first of all, he didn't even want to help me scoop up the thing. He was gonna make me do it by myself. But he kept talking about how he didn't want to uh, help me with it and doing the whole bit. And then he was telling my mom that the, the, the book was underneath it too. 
And my mom was, she felt sad, she felt bad for me, but at the same time, she thought that shit was funny, and she was laughing, and then she was talking about, like, my dad did that whole bullshit and back to me again, talking about, are you gonna write in that thing? You don't wanna write in that book that smells like dope. You're gonna smell, uh, you don't, uh, you know why you don't wanna write in a book that smells like dope? And both my mom and him at the same time said, cause it fucking smells like dope! Uh, cause it's, no, 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 cause it's gonna make him fucking throw up! Like, it was a whole fucking thing, it was ridiculous. So, like it's funny going down memory lane, yo. Anyway, it was a whole fucking thing that they just adored. They fucking loved all of these different movies and all this stuff. So at the time, I was so mad that I had that fucking book because I had all these notes and drawings and all that stuff. It was basically gone. Okay, I didn't want to keep it because it stinks. It fucking stinks. And a lot of the outside pages, or the pages closer to the outside, they had been basically either soaked through. So the whole front, uh, the first bunch of pages were soaked through. The other pages on the back of the book, they were basically fine, but the middle of the book, it was mostly soaked through. So the bottom basically burned, uh, not burned through, but it was, it, just, it was wet. The pages were bending and stuff. It was kind of wet and gross and whatever. And then the pages in the near brackish middle of the book, they basically, like, the pages that were on the top of the book and the pages that were in the middle, they were sort of burned through in a sense. You know, like, they were kind of like, they had this weird look like it had been just sitting there and so disintegrating in a sense and it was it, it was not it, it fucked me up so afterwards i started taking this note my, my phone at the time i had taken um the fuck damn it you ever go into instagram and then you try to look i'm just like this picture or something but then instagram reloads and then that picture goes all the way down i know that artist i know the artist who here it is I found it, thank you God. I knew the artist, but I wanted to like their post, but it just disappeared before I could. Anyway, but I used to do this thing where I went on my phone, and I went onto my notes, no, 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 to my uh, voice memo, and I did that. I did the voice memo and stuff, and I, that was my thing. I did the voice memo, and that was how I originally kept my notes, and to this day, I still do it. And that's exactly how I'm able to keep doing these podcast episodes, because, you know, I have so many years of practice of doing that, you know? So it was very much that, you know, it was very much that, just chilling and doing these things, walking around in my room, talking and talking and talking about these characters and these random things that I wanted, okay? Now, actually, that is technically, that is actually, that first book that I showed, or technically the first book I held, was actually one of my very oldest versions of the oldest characters. Those characters, all of those characters, no way. I don't think it was just three, but whatever, those characters got scrapped. Those characters got scrapped because I just, you know, I didn't really like it. Now, ah. oh yeah, I forgot to tell my mom about this. This is a stupid um thing because I work at Fast Food, and they have this thing where like, if a customer makes a review about you or something like that, they print it out and they give it to me and stuff. So I have like this thing that says like a customer said that they were really really not, that they love coming here and they said that I was really nice and stuff like that. So it was nice. But at the same time, I was already intentionally on that. I said it on there. Still, it was it was nice. It was nice. Now, um, I have these three notebooks. These three notebooks are kind of identical. They're kind of identical because they were created by the specific school. And um, here's the story. Here's the story behind this. Because my other friend, Amari, she'll tell you too. Amari and me went to this one middle school, right? And they had the same notebooks. These notebooks are exactly the same as the other notebooks in our middle school. So basically, they were they were notebooks for the district, I guess. It um, actually not. 
Yeah, it says our town's public school. So basically, these were the, school, these were the books for the district, right? So, um, to go back to my main point, they basically gave us these notebooks when we were in middle school. And not only did we use these things for our middle school classes and that, we also used to do a bunch of other side notes, uh, other side, you know, random side doodles and stuff. And it was fine, but at the same time, have you, if, you, if you're a person who draws as an artist and stuff like that, have you ever lost an image or an art, a drawing that you did? Have you ever lost it? And I mean lost it, like, it you never got it back from school. It was something that you made for school, but you never got it back. And it's most likely that someone, your teacher, or some or the school that you went to has it somewhere hanging, but you're never going to see it again. You know, because they're gone. And that's exactly what I had. My, me and my friend Amari, we had two. I have two stories. Amari probably has one, but I know for a fact that she probably has more. Okay, I had, when I was back in Washington, I had, we went to this one little school, right? And basically, our history class teacher had us do this assignment, right? Where we had to take a piece of paper and create a family crest. Actually, I'll get into this in a second, but I'm just going to, we'll do, we'll do another part, okay? Alright, alright. Sorry, I had to, um... Um, continue on this next video because that one was kind of long. So, at the time, um, this is talking about lost art, okay? Art that was lost. I, uh, my teacher at the time, we had an assignment, right? The assignment was that we had to make a family crest. We were learning about medieval times in history, right? So, we had to learn about medieval times and they had family crests. So, I, you know, we were supposed to make a family crest. So, I ended up making this family crest. And at the time, because I was such a Pokemon nerd, my thing was, whenever I was a little kid, or when I was younger, I used to always, add, I always had this rule. Whatever kind of project that I had, I always had to add a reference to something. I always had to reference something. Something that was me, that was not technically assigned to this thing, but I always had to add it, regardless of whether, I, I had to add it. I always had to add it. So that was always my thing. So when I created that, I decided to make it. So instead of two lions holding the shield up, I made white Kyurem and black Kyurem. I drew them and they were holding my shield up. I, they were holding my crest up on the two sides. I know for a fact I had one of the coolest shits because everybody else had boring lions and all those stuff. I actually had two big ass legendary Pokemon at the time. I was so fucking happy that I had this. They were incredibly amazing Pokemon designs and I fucking loved them. So I put them to be holding my thing. Black Kyurem on this side, White Kyurem on that side, and that was that. Now, unfortunately, I never got to keep it. I well, I don't know where the fuck it went. I left, I graduated from that high, uh, from that middle school, and I left, I moved across the country, and I never saw it again. And that, uh, that was one of those things that, like, I know for fact every artist probably, I hope that not every artist has it. If you don't have it, thank you, you are so lucky, you are so blessed. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure a lot of artists can... There's something that you made in the past that you made so well and that you think about it sometimes and you remember what it looked like and it, it stuck. You lost it or it was stuck at a school It's probably being hung up somewhere. And I know for a fact that fucking history teacher is going to, is continuing to use my shit to be an example of what it's supposed to be because he did it with other students too. Because he mentioned that other students do it too. And at the time I really took up, thought to myself, Oh, those look so cool. Why would somebody leave that alone? Why? 
that's really cool, especially the fact that this is kind of a personal project. You know, this is kind of a personal project, so it really didn't, it really surprised me to think that, you know, somebody who made this and this really cool design about their family, why would they not keep it? And honestly, now that I'm older, a part of me kind of flexed that that motherfucker stole my shit on purpose. He stole it and did not choose to give it back to me, motherfucker. He probably did that shit, honestly. Probably not, honestly. To be real, I don't think so. But at the same time, I still have had that thought pop up in my head. Like, maybe he was just, maybe he kept it because mine was really, really good and he wants to use it as an example of what other students should be aiming for. But at the same time, I don't want to go in that zone. Like, I don't like having those kind of thoughts. You know, um, Bob the Drag Queen once said that people who live their lives thinking the world is against them and stuff like that aren't going to get, uh, he personally believes that people who live their lives thinking that the world is not out to get them get a lot further than other people who do think the world is out to get them. Okay? Like, if you think that the world is out to get you, you're not going to be as successful as somebody who thinks the world is not out to get them or the world is there to help them. Okay? That's kind of how it is with me. When Bob first said that on the podcast, I kind of listened to it. I listened to it and I remembered it, so, you know, that was always my thing. But continuing. Continuing with um, my thing about the characters. No, 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 not the characters. Uh, continuing my thing about uh, that. So that was one of it. And recently, in, in my little school here, me and my friend Amari, my best friend Amari, we had the same notebooks. And at the time, our teacher, you know, we had all these things, and we had specifically requested that we wanted to keep those notebooks. And we didn't get to. So for a good minute, you know, for our next year, our first year in high school, in ninth grade, we believed that these things are, you know, that we're not supposed to be able to keep them, you know, because that's what we thought. And then we saw a different student who actually had hers. She kept hers from the year before. At the time, we were just stunned. And we were just like, wait, what? That's not fair. Blah, 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 blah. And we were so annoyed because we had had, uh, I can't even remember what I had in mind, but I know what I had, what Amari had. Okay, Amari had this thing, it was an owl. We had this one assignment where we had to take a picture. He, he handed us random pictures of things. Like a little square cutout of this picture. And he handed it to us. And then he would be like, all right, now finish the rest of it. Tape it into your book. And then draw where the edges of the uh, of that paper that's glued onto your book meet the paper of your book. Continue the drawing there. You know? And Amari had done this thing where it was an owl, but it was a clock at the same time. And she had done it so well. I still remember it, but she never got to keep it. Because once again, I don't know. So after that, me and Amari had made this sort of pact in a sense that we were going to keep these notebooks. And these notebooks were our notebooks. Even though they were, they were supposed to be given us to our bus for school, we would go out of our way and steal the notebooks. Like, that was the rule. And technically that other person said that their teacher technically allowed it for them. Not even, no, 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 no. They never turned it in because they lost it and then they got to keep it because they never turned it in. So that was our thing too. We did the same thing. And in middle, uh, in the ninth grade, when we had that art class, because I have my ninth grade thing right here, I put on our uh, the cover, uh, the little cover right here, we were supposed to put whatever the hell, no, technically no. We were supposed to put some kind of symbol. Our teacher had asked us to put some kind of symbol that recognizes that this is ours. I, however, was absent that day. I was absent that day, because that day, or, you know, 
I was absent that day, the day after I was there, and the day after I was absent, because it was one of those classes where you show up to that class every two days. So I was, I missed two classes. And in those two classes, the first class was supposed to be them, us, them doing designs on the cover. The second class was supposed to be doing design, uh, was supposed to learn how to do a signature. Okay, like an actual signature, signature. So we were supposed to make a design on the cover of something that embodied us. I did, I was gone, so I didn't really know. So Amari, my friend, I even texted her and she asked me, I had told, I asked her what we were doing in that class. Are we supposed to be doing anything? Did you, did you draw anything fun? And they said that we were supposed to be making logos and stuff like that for our cover. So at the time I was like, fuck it, whatever, I'm gonna do a cover. So I drew the diamond murals, the diamond authority murals within the right order. So pink on the bottom, yellow and blue on the sides and white on the top. I have another one right here. Then I caught, then I drew over it again with uh, permanent marker. And when I turned, uh, one day I had my teacher talk to me and she was like, you're not supposed to do this, blah, blah, you weren't supposed to do this, blah, blah, blah. And the fact that you, uh, uh, I would ask you to erase it. Like you were supposed to put a symbol on it. And at the time I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, ma'am, I'll still do a symbol for you, but I already drew it in permanent marker. Like, what do you want me to do? And she said that, you know, she would ra uh, she would want me to do it and put it on top. On top of it. Like, tape it on top of the thing. But she wanted me to uh, take up a ruler and do all the corners and stuff, figure out how the size and dimensions of this little box, and then tape it on top, and then drew a new logo. And I remember getting out of class and that, like, bye, we'll see you tomorrow. And then the door closed and we left and I, we were heading to the bus. And I was like, you believe this motherfucker? Are you serious? This old bitch thing I'm doing? I was so mad. I was so mad. And I had no intention of doing that. I had no intention of listening to what the fuck this bitch has to say. No, I'm not doing that. That's my notebook. I like it. My friend Jeremy, he put Puerto Rican flag on his shit. Why I gotta take my shit off? No. Oh, but it's different because it's... No, motherfucker, Puerto, uh, Jeremy put the Puerto Rican flag on practically everything he made. The whole year, he put the Puerto Rican flag on everything that he made. No, I'm not doing this. I'm not putting a stupid a bullshit logo thing. Yeah, he made his own logo, but he also put the Puerto Rican flag on the corner. You know, and a bunch of other stuff that references him. This this may not reference me, but I just think it looks cool. It's mine. So no, I'm not doing this. Yes, it has nothing to do with me. But I like Steven Universe, and yes, I'm wearing a Steven Universe shirt. Like, I wear Steven Universe, and I have Steven Universe merch on me all the fucking time. Okay? So, what? I'm not doing this. So, no, I, no, I'm not doing this. So, I, I did my best trying to work with her and stuff like that. But a lot of times, when we were done with the pages and stuff, when we were done, here's, this bitch also pissed me off, too, because she really had a nerve to say some shit. For example, look at this page right here. When we were done, for example, this page, we were doing notes. So we had to do notes on how to shade, right? So we, I did hatching and cross-hatching. You know, we had to do shadings and stuff. So at the time, when I was doing these shadings and stuff, then we went to the next page. We went to the next page, because, you know, she, every page was dedicated to this one thing. So I had done it, right? She was going to get, oh, she just gave me a 30 on this. Fucking bastard. Anyway... Well, fuck her, her old ass. First of all, nobody really liked her. That was another thing, so she was one of the art teachers that people had to complain about. Like, people really did not like her. Okay, I had, my brother, when my brother said that he was getting into one of the classes and stuff like that, I specifically said, don't get her. Switch, her, uh, switch your ass out, because no, she's a bitch. 
Okay, like, I don't like saying that, but at the same time, she's a bitch. Okay, she is a bitch. Okay, like, Jesus Christ. And we also had another, in that same class, in that same school with the success tickets, we also had another lady that was also our art teacher. That she was also a bitch, too. But low-key, she was a bitch because she just, uh, you know, it was just the way that she handled herself. It was the way that she handled herself that you can tell this bitch did not like kids. Like, we were little kids. And you did not like little kids. Why the fuck are you here? Why are you here, honestly? Why? I never understood that. Okay, I, I, I'm pretty sure that that school probably has a different teacher now. Probably. And I'm pretty sure that that teacher is probably a lot better. But still, this first teacher, no. No, 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 no. That teacher, no. And our middle school teacher, the teacher that took my shit, and they took our shit, that teacher was cool. He was a cool-ass teacher. But still, it was just, what? And then my art teacher's after... Her, my art teachers after um, that this girl that was talking about this book right here, they were cool too. She was cool. The other one after her was cool because he was a dude. Like, oh, mm, that don't. Mm -mm. He was cool because he was a dude. Mm -mm, I don't like that. My bad. I'm sorry. That sounds. Oof. But yeah, they were cool. They were just cool because they, you know, they gave you the freedom. They wanted you to follow the rules, kind of, and they wanted you to have this sort of thing. And they did give you a comment on it sometimes. But at the same time, they didn't nitpick about little bullshit like that. Okay? I knew that bitch did not like us. Okay? It was multiple students in that class that I know for a fact she did not like. Okay? I know for a fact she did not like us specifically. Because she always had a comment to Francesca. She always had a comment um, to Je um, Jeremy, John Swell, to Amari, to um, uh, uh, Giovanna. She always had a comment to us. Actually, no. I think she liked Giovanna. But at the same time, Giovanna was rebellious after the fact. You know, still though, it was just what, so like I said with this page, we had moved on. We were done with cross-hatching and now we were going on to the next page, which is about the pencil scale. So because we're on this page, we're not coming back to this other pages before. So I drew blue diamond, both with her robe and without it, and then I drew yellow diamond. And then later I ended up getting talked to her. I got, she had to talk to me about it. You know, she had the nerve to talk, uh, to talk to me and say, this is not something that you're supposed to be drawing personal things into it. And I was just like, okay, oh, I'm so sorry. Because I assumed maybe I drew on something that we weren't supposed to be drawing on at the time. Because I would need that space for some other project later on. And when she opened my book to point at these two drawings, I just was stunned because I was like, wait. And in my mind, I wanted to say, miss, we are like five pages ahead of that. Why the what I said was, I'm sorry, we are like five pages ahead of that. I thought it was okay for me to draw on this empty space up this one page way back here. And she said, no. She said, no, you can't do that because you could be planning new drawings there. I could be planning new drawings in this space where yellow and blue diamond are. But I can't, I can say that this is a planned new drawing right here. It, it just, that really fucked me up and at the time. At the time, my friend Amari, our table was kind of a close distance away. Like we were close, but we were different. We were kind of far, but it was still like you could still hear her. And Amari was giving me the side eye look, like, "Is this bitch for real? Like, are you serious?" And the other girl, she was a senior, and she was no, no, uh, a junior at the time, and she was listening, and she was like, "Is she for real?" And she just fixed her glasses and then kept drawing. And I was just like, okay, I'm so sorry. What I wanted to say was, 
bitch, we are five pages ahead. What the hell do I do? Mind your business, fuck. Oh my God. I wanted to say this shit so fucking badly. Oh my God, that bitch had me fucked up. Oh, that fucking bastard. I hate it. Alright. Not even funny how much I hated it. She always had a comment. She always had a comment on us. And it was ridiculous. She always had a comment. I don't think you need to put the Puerto Rican flag on everything that you create. And yeah, I cracked jokes with Jeremy doing that. But at the same time, he takes pride in the fact that he's Puerto Rican. So yeah, put it on your shit as much as you want. But still, damn, you gotta say something about everybody. Fuck. So tired. I'm so tired. I'm so fucking tired of this lady. And I drew all kinds of stuff. Like, I randomly, I was bored. Not paying attention to class. I was not paying attention at all. So I was just randomly doodling different combinations of the gems. Like, I drew the gemstones by themselves. So I drew Jasper's gemstone by itself on my piece of paper. And then next to it, it was Lapis. And then next to it, it was Ocean Jasper. And then I randomly drew little lines in between them. Because I finished up drawing all these different gems and stuff like that. And I was basically making a chart, a, a fusion chart, basically. And she had a comment on that. Then I got annoyed about that, so I decided to actually write, I drew the characters, like I actually drew Ruby and Sapphire and the Ocean Jasper and everything else, I actually drew them, I drew them here, and then I drew Alexandra, like I drew all these different things, and this is the very, this, I'm looking right now at my very first drawing of Kai, this is the very first time I ever drew Kai, okay, after I finished drawing Kai, because I, because first of all, they, we had done this thing, right, I ended up getting so annoyed that I erased all of the notes on this page and just drew Kai. And then on the next page, I just drew Bennett and I erased all of the notes. I erased everything. I wrote down notes instead of the characters rather than the notes of the class because I fucking hated this guy in class. It wasn't even the class. It was just the fact of the teacher. So I had, um, I drew all kinds of random things. I drew this one little snake thing that I ended up using this piece of art right over here. You know, it was a thing like, it was like complimentary colors. You know that famous painting where it was a lady and it was like, her body was, dra uh, was drawn with blue, oh, which, uh, what is it, orange or blue? With blue, and the background was orange and stuff, complimentary colors and stuff. And there was another version with black and yellow or something, I don't know. It was just lots of stuff like that. I drew Cat Bus, I drew Nightmare Freddy, I drew um, Totoro, I, I designed a centipede monster. I designed a centipede monster because I watched the human centipede and I hated the design. I drew Jenny, I drew Gurr, I drew Jenny from um, um, a robot TV show or whatever, and Gurr from, uh, from fucking um, uh, Invader Zim. You know, I drew so much, like I drew so much stuff into this thing. I drew Sugawai, and I, like, at the uh, midway of the year, I just started not giving a fuck. I just drew whatever the fuck I wanted while we were taking notes. And that was it. I didn't give a fuck because she always had something to say. She was going to say something about it regardless of whether I added it after the fact, if I added it before, if I just added anything at all that was my own, she was going to say something. So I just not, I just stopped giving a fuck. I seriously stopped giving a fuck. And then at the end of the year, at the end of the year, she talked about how this is, the, okay, then she, oh, first of all, she really had me fucked up at the end of the year because she tried to justify it. She tried to justify all that bullshit of the whole year and then tell us that she was not intending on letting us keep it. We're not supposed to keep them, you know? That was her justification. She was trying to basically, she could have opened her mouth and said that way in the beginning of the year and say, don't draw into these notebooks. 
because if you draw something in these notebooks, you're not going to get to keep them. So don't get uh, so don't start drawing your personal things into these notebooks because then you're going to get attached and then you're going to want to keep it. I have to keep them. I have to keep them and grade them for the final few days. And it's most likely that you're not, and I have to go through so many that it's most likely that you're not going to get your book back. You know, that's what she tried to justify it at the end of the year when people, when motherfuckers started asking for their books back. And she then tried to explain, I told you in the beginning of the year, blah, 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 blah. And Francesca really, like, she was not having it. And she was like, all right, then I'm going to steal my shit. She said, I'm going to take my shit back. And then um, that was the whole thing. And I lost it. I was so, what? And then one day, she really had us fucked up. One day, she basically got sick. It was like, I don't know if somebody was doing some praying or some voodoo or some witchery or something like that. But somehow, on the last few days of that year, she got sick. She got sick and started having to have a teacher, a substitute teacher, right? So, because she had a substitute teacher and stuff like that, one student, this dude, his name was, um, uh, fuck, I can't remember. Regalus. Regalus. He randomly went into the, the back thingy to get his notebook. Okay, he randomly got into the thing and grabbed his notebook. At the same time, he grabbed Francesca's notebook, and that was it, and then he left to go to his desk. I saw it from the corner of my eye, and I said, I just was confused because I was like, wait, whoa, 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 how, I, what? Our notebooks are there? Because I didn't know where they were. I didn't think that she put the notebooks in the same spot that we were always supposed to put them. You know, I always thought that she was not going to do that. So I didn't even bother looking in. I, I don't think anybody bothered to look inside. But Regalus opened it, took his notebook out, and that was it. And I was just like, and I randomly look at him, and he's giving me this look, like, and he puts his finger up to his mouth, like, and I was just like, I just looked at the thing, and I was like, you know what? And I just grabbed me, Amari, and um, I grabbed all of my table. My whole table, I grabbed all my shit, and I grabbed my thing. And then Jeremy, he went right after me, and instead of grabbing just for his table, he instead said, uh, he instead announced it to the teacher that we're going to need to get our notebooks to do this project, okay? And the teacher was just like, oh, I've, I've been handing out no, I've been handing out pieces of paper to do it. You have notebooks? And uh, Jeremy's like, yes, we're grabbing our notebooks to do this project, right? That's what we're going to do. So Jeremy grabs all the notebooks and stuff like that, and everybody was like taking their notebooks for references. That was like the reasoning. Oh, there's something in my notebook that I wanted to use. So they grabbed all their notebooks and stuff, and then class is over. Practically nobody did it in the first place, and the teacher was like, I don't know why you asked me your notebooks. None of you even did the thing, but whatever. And everyone just left. We all just went home with our notebooks. So that was the day that we got our notebooks. Jeremy and Darkwell were just there handing people their notebooks, like, here's your notebook, here's, uh, here's your notebook, I like your cover art, whatever, all the, here's your notebook, and we all just left, like, we all really just left with our notebooks, and said, all right, bye, that's it. So that was it, and I know for a fact that bitch was mad, I know for a fact that bitch was mad, and yes, it did show up on our grades, but at the same time, are you really gonna fail an entire class? Mm. I still passed that class, barely, but at the same time, like, if she really, I know for her, she, she wanted to probably give us an F. Because that's what that bullshit she was trying to talk about. She was trying to talk about that bullshit of, like, if you take your notebooks, I don't have anything to grade. Like, like this bitch really can't remember. Actually, no, that's, that's stupid. I was going to say, like, this bitch really can't remember what I drew in my thing. That you can't remember everything that I do. But at the same time, I was like, oh, that's like a million books that she has to remember every single doodle. So, no, that's stupid. But still, 
apparently I have an F in my uh, my final grade because apparently all the other drawings and doodles and stuff like that I had in my thing didn't exist because you don't have proof that it existed. So all those uh, like basically it was that was kind of what she was trying to make insinuate that what was going to happen. Like if you took your notebook and you just took it home, then that was it. She didn't like I don't have proof that your notebook is still here and that all these other things are there. Like she's gonna do a double check on all of the past grades we ever had to do, and she's gonna double check them and make sure that they're correct and stuff. No, this bitch is not Santa. You're not gonna do that with every fucking student in the whole school that you have. No. Okay, at the time I didn't believe it then, and now the more that I think about it, the more I, no 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 no. At the time I didn't believe it, but mainly I just didn't care. And now that I'm older and I'm thinking back to it, I don't think this bitch really was I think this bitch was talking out her ass. Okay, I really think this bitch was talking out her ass. Because how are you gonna go, go through and double check everything that you had from everybody else? Like from assignments that we had in the beginning of the year, and you're gonna double check everything? Are you serious? For every single st- No, 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 no. No, no. I don't believe it. I it's a lie. It's a lies and fairy tales. That's what it is. Lies and fairy tales. I got that on Monique uh, Hart, I think. She might have gotten that from something else, but I heard it from Monique. She was like, lies and fairy tales. That's, you know, that's it. But this bitch, ugh, fucking hate her. So, I stole, so we stole our notebook, right? I went to, I didn't go to art class the next year because I didn't want to do that shit. And then I ended up going to another art class that's in uh, senior year. In senior year, I went to a different art class. So that class was, um, 3D art. No. Mm. Fuck. What was it called? It was my first period. It was the first period I had in the class. But it was something. I can't remember what it was. 3D art? No. Mm. I don't remember what the fuck it was. But it was sculpting. We were basically making sculptures and stuff. And, you know, technically, there's still something that um, I left there. Technically, I still had two projects that I left there. At my school, I still have two projects. One of them, we were making these little um, figures, right? That's the, the goal was to make something that was super, super small or something, something really big and make it small in a small little statue. So what I did, I decided to make two little statues. One statue, both of them were of wooden uh, figures. You know those little wooden figures that are used for posing and stuff? That's what I used. So I made these little, uh, little things using them. You know, one of them was going to be a dude painting, and the other one was going to be a dude just sitting down. So I did the dude sitting down, and then I was going to do the painting of the dude. Okay, my little dude stood up and everything. He had a little pen. Uh, I probably had the hot glue that shit together. Because I didn't... Sorry, I never got the hot glue. But it was there. And I even got to make a little easel for him. Because we had these little wooden sticks, right? Oh, I got to fix my time. We got these little wooden sticks, right? And I took a few of them and I made them into this little easel. And then I also had, um, um, cause at first, okay, 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 at first, it was like ridiculous. Cause my teacher, my teacher actually helped me throughout the whole thing, right? So at the time, I was gonna make just two things, okay? It was gonna be the, 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 the person doing a little drawing thingy, whatever. And then it was gonna be this little, uh, thing. And I was just gonna put a canvas next to it. You know, it wasn't going to be an easel. It was just going to be a canvas that I'm going to probably lean against something. You know, that was it. And then um, my teacher was just like, why don't you make a tiny easel? And I was like, a tiny easel? How am I going to do that? And then he randomly went into one of his um, 
things, this little drawer thingies that has a bunch of materials, and you took out these little tiny pen, uh, little tiny sticks that were like square rectangle sticks, and he handed me them, and then he was like, I think you can probably make an easel with this, like a very simple easel. And I was like, okay, if I make the, okay, so what's, then he asked me what was my canvas, like where's the canvas that I had? So I came back with my little tiny little square of a canvas, and I said, this is my canvas that I wanted to do. It's even, it, like, it wasn't even a square, it was a rectangle. It was a perfect little rectangle. So it really did look like a portrait-sized canvas. So I typed, I, you know, I said that to him. And then he said, oh, that's really cool. Blah, 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 blah. It's actually really, really cool for you to do this kind of canvas. I think that you can actually make your own easel. You know, and then, uh, then, uh, then I said, oh, I was just going to do, like, you know, if he hadn't started yet, I was just going to leave a little white canvas and that was it. And then he said... Are you going to, wait, why don't you paint something? Why don't you actually, you know, take a tiny brush and paint it onto the thing so make it look like he's actually in the middle of doing it. And I was like, oh my God, I love that. Yeah, I'm doing that. And then I did it. So that's something that technically is one of those arts that like I know for a fact that I had, but I don't have it anymore. I haven't been into that school probably in a few years now. I graduated in 2020. It's now 2021. In 2020, class of 21, just graduated. So Yeah. But still, I cr- oh my god, that shit, I love that thing. I fucking love that thing. <laughs> that was one of my prize things. It was amazing. I love that thing. So, sorry, I'm trying to fix that little thing that I got from the Sassica thing that I was talking about. <coughs> <coughs> anyway, so, to so go back on to my whole thing, um, that teacher, that, this is another reason why I love him, right? I had asked him if I can keep another notebook because I always, you know, at the time, me and my friends in that class were talking about how much we loved these notebooks. These notebooks were really nice notebooks. I always loved them because I'm kind of picky with my notebooks, you know? I'm kind of picky about them. Like, I would prefer a notebook that I can open completely 180 degrees, you know, like make it completely flat on my table. I'll Because uh, I'm kind of picky with my notebooks. I like notebooks that are big. If they have big pages, they have to be thin. If they are big pages like this, because these pages are kind of wide, they're like a piece of paper paper, like writing paper. They're very big and they're they're thin. The book itself is pretty thin. But if the books are, sm- if the paper is small, like this other notebook that I have, it's small. The papers are, are small little rectangles. But because of the fact that it's small, the papers are very small, I prefer that that notebook be very big. Like it's thick. It's a thick notebook, but the paper is small. This is a, uh, a, a big notebook, but the, uh, it's a thin notebook, but the paper is wide and big. So that's what I want. I like the fact that this notebook, can, I can open it all the way open like a book, and the, the, the edges don't get crinkled, it doesn't get fucked up, you know, and, it, and I, can, hell, I can even fold it all the way backwards, and the book still stays intact. This is a, it's a really well-made notebook. It's, it's really well-made. I would actually buy this from the school. Like, I would actually go out of my way and go to the school district and say, hey, can I buy another one? Because I just I just love these things. I seriously love the paper that these things are made on. I love everything. Because even the cover, the cover of this book is a different type of paper. It's thicker. And the other pages in the whole book is all, it's clear white. It's very white. And it's nice. I, I just like this book. It's a really nice book. So I would actually go on my way and buy more of this. So I, you know, at the time I was talking about it, I was like, yo, this book is so nice. And my friends were talking about it too. And I said, you know what? I was so allowed to buy this. Like, I want another one, honestly. Because it really is disappointing to me that I can't, I can only have one more. And my teacher was like, oh, says my name. 
why don't you go um, right there? Um, take that box and take the top off that box. And then when I, he, I went to it and I saw it, I was like, oh my God, it's a whole thing of notebook. And he was like, yeah, take them. Take one if you want. I was like, I can take one. And he was like, yeah, don't take a lot, but take one. Okay, just take one if you want. Y'all all can take one if you want. And all of us just took one. So I, now I have two. So these two notebooks right here, they're the same age. These are from my senior year, and both of them, they're both empty. They're both completely empty because I haven't even finished drawing in them yet. But I still draw them. I still, I used to take these to work. I used to take them to work in my backpack. And, you know, on my breaks, if they gave me a break, I would go, you know, I would eat my food, sit down at the table, eat my food, whatever, and then just, you know, just eat. That's exactly what I would do. I would just eat and then draw. You know, when I was done, I would draw something into these notebooks, and then that was it. So I took those notebooks to school, constantly. I took those notebooks to work. I took them to work every day. Okay. Now, um, Jesus, that was a weird tangent. This is a whole teacher that I don't like. This is gonna be titled The Teacher I Don't Like. You know, The Teacher I Don't Like and, um, the other shit. But, oh my god, that bitch. Oh my god. I fucking hated that. Now, back to the whole thing about, like, the, uh, the, the, what's that shit? What's that shit? Family support. Sorry. Jesus. Now we're gonna go right back onto the main thing with the family support. So, I created my story, right? And at the time, my father, to this day, my father is still a really big fan of it. You know, he's still, like, he's still invested into it, even though he seriously doesn't know all the details of it. But my thing was that, at the time, I had a Tumblr. I had created a Tumblr specifically for this. And at the time, listen to me, at the time, I was basically, you know, I wanted my father to kind of be invested, or kind of be involved in it. So I had this little Tumblr, I gave my Tumblr to my dad, and he was able to follow it. And he was able to see whenever I made updates. But the problem was, at the time, I did not really know exactly if my father would soup would be super, not accepting, but would be okay with everything I intended to add into the story. Because I wanted to add a lot of adult narratives and a lot of adult things into the story. I wanted to add sex scenes. I wanted to add drugs. I wanted to add alcohol. I wanted to add violence and gore and all this other stuff. So I, at the time, it was mainly the sexuality and the sex scenes that I was always concerned about. You know, it was always that. That's the thing that always concerned me. You know, because, you know, I wanted to make this mainly for the fans in the sense, you know, I wanted to make it for the fans. And th that's another thing that I always, in one of my little um, episode uh, video recordings and stuff, or not on the audio recording, I did, you know, when the one I was talking about when I was doing a thing about like, oh, how I would talk to my voice actors, you know, saying, oh, if, if, um, if you're going to be the voice actor of this character, you know, I want you to look like this character. <coughs> That's very much of what I wanted. But the thing about my characters was, or the thing about this was, I also did one more, but I, it was another thing directed towards the voice actors. You know, I wanted my voice actors to be aware of the fact that this is going to be a fandom that is going to draw stuff, lots of stuff. So be prepared that if we're at a Comic-Con, I want... Uh, <coughs> Ooh. <coughs> Ooh, shit. Sorry. Oh, shit. But if we're doing a Comic-Con thing, I want you to be prepared. To, uh, be mentally prepared. If a fan comes to you with a fan art, that you are ready to see whatever they made. Okay? And I mean this. 
I want this fandom to be able to draw whatever they want. Because remember, I said that I wrote this story. I designed a lot of the stuff in the story specifically for the fans. You know, I designed a lot of stuff for the story specifically for the fans. When designing Bennett, I wanted to make her a cop. Because a lot of times, female characters, their outfits are so slutty and so ugh that, yes, a lot of girls probably adore this character. But a lot of times, they might not want to wear what this character wears unless it's specifically for a Comic-Con. You know, unless it's specifically for a Comic-Con. And even then, they probably wouldn't even want to wear it because many of them are not comfortable with their bodies in this way. Or that they're not built like this character, so they would not be comfortable with cosplaying as this character. You know? Still. <clears throat> Still, that's something that annoys the shit out of me. So, when I designed Bennett, I made it so that Bennett's outfit was pretty normal. It was... Yeah, she still was showing a little bit of cleavage and stomach. But at the same time, that's all she's really showing. You know? That's it. Bennett's normal outfit is literally um, black leather, knee-high high heels. That go, and the high heels that are made out of black leather that go all the way up to her knees. Skinny blue jeans, a little belt, that a little black belt, whatever. And... Um, um, a crop top, a pink, a hot pink crop top, or not even, but like a fuchsia crop top, and a big purple jacket, like a trench coat kind of jacket, a big long jacket that goes all the way down to her ankles, and it's a long sleeve jacket, okay, and then her hair is put up in dreadlocks, and a bracelet, and a special bracelet with a bunch of gemstones all over the bracelet, and that's Bennett's outfit, it's very normal, you know, I know for a fact that there are going to be girls who are cosplaying as Bennett, and they don't have to spend a lot of Sorry, they don't have to spend a lot of money to cosplay as her, and it's not an outfit that they can only wear this to this one event. Girl, you can wear Bennett's outfit and go to the store cosplaying as her. Like you don't, you know, if you're cosplaying as Bennett or, or if you're cosplaying as a girl in some of these situations, Loki, you might not want to go to the store. Like, oh shit, I'm so thirsty, I need a drink. And they'll ask their friends that are not cosplaying, can you go to the store and get this? Because I don't want to go into the store dressed like this. You know? <clears throat> And that's very much the same thing as um, with Bennett. I wanted to make it so that Bennett can, you can cosplay as Bennett and go to the store. You can wear her outfit any time of the year. Hell, that jacket that you used for Bennett's outfit, now you're using it for a completely different outfit. You know, and you're not cosplaying as Bennett, but you're using the same jacket that you used for this cosplay in a different outfit. You know? <coughs> that's what I want. That's what I wanted when I, when, that's another aspect of how I designed it for the fans. I designed the races, the races for the characters. I designed the races for the characters to be for the fans. So that anybody can cosplay as anything. Okay? Anyone. Okay? Certain okay, this is I, I love Avatar Last Airbender. I do. I really do. But not everybody can cosplay as an Avatar Last Airbender character. Okay? And I'm saying and I'm saying that like to be unbelievably disrespectful and stuff like that, because I get that some people will cosplay as a character even though they're not nationally, uh, not ethically the same, you know? I get that, and, uh, um, you know, I get that. Still, with my thing, <clears throat> with my thing, I get that it's a little bit of a controversy kind of t topic, you know? I get that some people feel that it's, for example, a person, a white girl dressing up as Garnet. This white girl loves Garnet, and she's wearing a wig, and she's got her, paint, uh, her face painted red, okay? I get that some people feel that that's disrespectful. I get that some people feel that that's disrespectful because she's got a whole Afro wig thing going on <clears throat> and that she's a white girl and stuff. 
I can kind of understand how that would be disrespectful. But another part of me can also say that <clears throat> a, a black girl dressing up as Pearl, that's not disrespectful either. It's kind of like a double standard in a sense, you know? I would, I can totally see a white girl getting in trouble for this, but I don't see a black girl getting in trouble for that, you know? I can kind of see it. But when it comes to other things like that, I also can understand of like, okay, but <clears throat> I can understand that people might not be able to cosplay as these people, you know? So th because of all the controversy and cosplaying and stuff like that, because certain people can't cosplay as these characters or certain people can cosplay as them, and then there's also the body typing thing. <clears throat> so if you're a bigger person, some people look at you crazy because you want to cosplay as the skinny character. You know, some people look at you crazy. <clears throat> you know, that's kind of another thing that also adds to it. Or that the fact that this character is dressing, this boy is dressing up as a male, a female character, or a girl dressing up as a male character, which is another, uh, which is another kind of weird double standard. You know, once again, I don't really like it. <clears throat> In my personal opinion, and this is my opinion, okay? I think anybody can cosplay as anybody. I can understand sometimes that's how some people would feel disrespected, but in my source specifically, I, I did everything I could, in my opinion, to make it as okay as possible. Make it possible for everything. <clears throat> that's how I feel when I create my characters and all my races and all that stuff. I think I did a pretty good job in making sure... <clears throat> I, th I think I did a pretty good job in making sure that anybody can cosplay as anything. Okay? I think I did a pretty good job. You know, I'm kind of proud because if you, for example, if you're an Asian person, okay, if you are any kind of Asian person, you have two options. Like, no, 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 no. Let's go, let's be real. Let's think about all the races in the story. So if you are an Asian person, you can cosplay as a fairy, you can cosplay as an uh, ogre, you can cosplay as a human or as a demon. Demon, anybody can cosplay as a demon. Anybody. Anybody can cosplay as a demon. So the demon is automatic for everybody or an angel. Okay, so that's five races that you can choose. And that's only going on the fact that you are Asian. You can cosplay as anybody else in any other culture and any other race. But I specifically designed the races specifically for these kind of ideas. For example, the draconian people are based off African culture. So yes, I can totally see a white guy dressing up as a draconian character. Okay? Some people might view that as cultural appropriation, kinda. But at the same time, another person could say, well, that's not really cultural appropriation because this culture doesn't exist, you know? Yes, it's based on these cultures and stuff, but at the same time, it doesn't really exist, so still, you can kind of justify it. But at the same time, you can also de-justify it. <clears throat> you can also villainize it, kind of, by saying that this is still based on African culture and it still kind of counts. Whatever. Whatever arguments you want to make, I can kind of see it, but at the same time, I specifically designed these races so that anybody can cosplay as them. If you are a black person, you can cosplay as a human, a demon, an angel, a draconian, and um, uh, a cyclops in Republic. Uh, a, a cyclops. You can cosplay, or a, wiz, a wizard. A wiz, a, the Asian people go wizards too. <clears throat> okay, if you are sort of a dark-skinned Middle Eastern person, or you're just a dark-skinned person in general, but you're not black, you can still cosplay as a, a mermaid, an elf, a human, a demon, and a wizard. <clears throat> You can still cosplay as them. Okay, if you are um, specifically a white person, you can cosplay as a wizard, an angel, a demon, a human, or um, a, uh, or a titan. You know? You can still cosplay as all these different nationalities regardless. And you have so many options. 
yes, some of these races have predominantly this kind of image. You know, like the Draconian being African, the ogres being Japanese, the fairies, uh, the fairies being mainly Asian, the um, the the elves being mainly Middle Eastern. You know, you can still kind, you know, some of these character races still kind of have these ideas and kind of have not these ideas, but kind of have these racial identities, kinda, kinda. But still, it's mainly so that anyone, there's no excuse. There's no excuse that you can't cosplay as a character or you can't cosplay as a single member of this whatever. You don't even need to cosplay as a character. You can just show up dressed up like this kind of culture and that's it. For example, this Middle Eastern dude, he don't need to cosplay as anybody. You can just show up dressed up as traditional elf clothing and bam, you're an elf. That's all. And you're cosplaying as yourself. You're not even cosplaying. You're just wearing their clothing. There you go. So that's, that's what I wanted, you know? I want it so that anybody can cosplay as any single character or that any single race, or you don't even need to cosplay as a character, you can just wear the clothing of this race and feel like you're part of your own little thing, you know? You don't have people like wear the, uh, the, 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 the Hufflepuff jacket, whatever. Okay, anybody can wear the Hufflepuff thing and you feel like you're a club. It's a little club of all the Hufflepuff people. You know, I get that. That's exactly what I want in my story when we, if we ever do have a cosplay thingy or something. You know, I want it so that people can be walking down the thing wearing traditional draconian clothing and then they see another draconian. They both have the horns, you know, little horn headband things on their heads. And they're like, you know, they're like, oh shit, it's another draconian, holy shit. Do so you identify as a draconian too, holy shit, You know, that's what I want. That would make me lose my mind for this. And it's all about body typing too. Anybody typing. Anybody typing. It does not matter. And for the people who have fan art, you know, people have OCs. I need it so that anybody can plug in any OC. Any OC. You can plug it in somewhere. So, for example, um, there's an artist on uh, Tumblr. No, 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 Instagram. Technically, I think they're on Tumblr too. I mainly know them from Instagram. Hold on. There it is. <clears throat> so I have um Daiki, Daiki. My name is uh, Daiki. I thought it was Tidy, Tidy. Whatever. Anyway, so I have uh, this person. Um, is the trash man. The Trash Mermaid, whatever. Fan page. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not the artist. <clears throat> I always thought their name was Scott. I always thought their name was something Scott. But whatever. Scott, whatever. Or whatever their name is. S, uh, uh, S, zero, S, two, to gram. Whatever. This person, whatever the hell their name is. Sus2, or Sus2, whatever the fuck their name is. S0S2. S0S2. Whatever. That's the person that made the little trash made. You know, whatever. It's a little cute story, whatever. I like it. So, <clears throat> if they're, they're OC, Tidy. They're OC, Tidy. They can totally, if they wanted to do a collab with me or something like that. Guess what? Your mermaid, uh, your character can be a mermaid. Mermaid of the Mermaid Kingdom. You know, great. Or somebody else that has the Grim Reaper. You know, the Grim Reaper thingy. The person that has the animal rights thing. I forgot their name. Hold on, let me find it. That's also somebody I know off Instagram. They're saying they're they're mainly known for the Grim Reaper. Grim. Fuck, I'm not gonna find it. 
I'm not gonna find it because their Instagram doesn't have the Grim Reaper. It's like something. <clears throat> whatever. Still, I thought. Whatever. The point is, my point is, um, the, anybody can plug in their characters. Like quite literally, anyone. Not anyone can be able to plug in their characters and add it to whatever the hell that you want. So if you have, for example, a persona, that could be a demon. You can easily make that a demon. Or you have, um, what's that one character? This is one character that's like incredibly weird. I have no idea who the fuck this character is for this whole show. It's like very, very weird. But it's like um, this character that's like half boy, half girl. It's this girl that her, her half her skin is yellow and the other half is blue and her mouth her voice constantly changes, and it's a very, very weird animated style of, it's a very computer animated thingy. The animation is very much of, um, what the fuck is that little show? Not that show. It's like something that you experience when you're a little kid, when you're making, um, the lessons and stuff like that. It's these little animals. It's like a little game that they used to let you play on the computers and stuff. You know, these little animals and stuff, and they like had different grades. Like it was first grade, it was second grade, you know, all that stuff. It was very much that. And they used to, the little games were dedicated to like helping you play, uh, to um, learning these things and stuff like that. <clears throat> I can't remember their games because I never really, I liked them, but at the same time, I never really got very many options or chances to be able to play it and stuff. And it was also this other thing. It was this uh, Halloween thing. You got to make your own Halloween pumpkin. And then it used to do this little dance and stuff. This is this little dance. And then you also have the option of printing it. You know, printing it out so that you can make it for yourself and stuff. But whatever. So it was very that, you know? Um, what the fuck was the point? Uh, you know, if they had their OC, that person that I'm talking about, I can't remember what the fuck it is. But they also had Mooney. Mooney was still the character in their thing. Um, and their voice also, they, that character, that character that I'm talking about, the yellow and blue one, that one inspired a character for my story. Because the, the way that they talk, how they sound so glitchy and their form being glitchy and all that stuff, that inspired a demon character in the story. That, we'll get into that later, but still. Um, I made, um, you know, that was a thing. I fucking love that. And if they, if they wanted to do a collab or something like that, and they wanted to add their character into my series, guess what? They're going to be in, the, uh, in um, the Demon Kingdom, you know? Because remember, the Demon Kingdom is the automatic... Whatever the hell the character is, or whatever they look like, they automatically can be a member of the Demon Kingdom. However, sometimes their appearances are so different that the majority of people are going to get Demon Citizen. The majority of the fans and your fan art, it's most likely that your fan art or your fan characters are going to be part of the Demon Kingdom. Most likely. Okay? It's mostly going to be the Demon Kingdom because the Demon Kingdom has no limits. All, uh, for example, <clears throat> if you have a persona, for example, I'm sorry, but there are no furry races in my story you know the demi-humans they're not demi-humans like animals they're demi-humans in the sense that they have extra arms and extra limbs and stuff you know that's the demi-humans or they have extra pair of horns and stuff because they're children of different races but you're not gonna find a human with cat ears you know you're not gonna find that you can find it in the Demon Kingdom, but that's a demon citizen making themselves look like a, uh, a human, and they added the cat ears on top, you know? So, yeah. So I did design it so that a lot of people, anybody can add their fan art into this thing, you know? <clears throat> anybody can technically do it, but still, a lot of people are probably going to get a demon character for their races and stuff, you know? Still, though, it's something that I really, really adore. And, of course, if, you know, if um, that person I'm talking about with the yellow and the blue character... 
um, that has the glitchy voice, if they wanted to add it into the story, or if they want to do a collab and stuff like that, they're not going to have their character in the story, but we're going to have a background character who looks just like them. So you can tell, oh, you know, the demon, that 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 person, that girl, um, that girl watches this show, and that's why she looks just like this character from this other show. Hell, I want to see Angel Dust. There's going to be, for example, Omiso and his friends, they go to a bar, and the bartender is Angel Dust. They don't sound like Angel Dust, but they look just like Angel Dust. Like, literally, animation style and everything. You know, they look just like Angel Dust. And they look like Angel Dust, and you can tell. You watch Hasbun Hotel. Uh, you watch Hasbun Hotel. Like, the, the character, the bartender character, outside of his life, off-camera, watches this show. And likes it so that, he, uh, so that he makes it his appearance when he's going to work. You know? That's what I want. That's what I want it to be. You know, when people watch these characters and stuff and these references, they're able to see, oh, that person likes this show. That's why they have this form that's very, very similar to it. You know, this is very similar to what this other show is. And that's what I want, you know, and that's honestly something I would really, really love to be able to do. But once again, that's what I added into the story. I This is something that I added. Okay. I mainly made the Fairy Kingdom kind of to be the Wakanda of Asia. So in, when the, you're speaking Faryan, technically the Faryan language is a combination of every single uh, language, kind of. So every time that you say, every word that you speak is technically a different language. So you would say, hello, good morning. So you would say, hello in Japanese, good in uh, Korean, and morning in Chinese. You know, you would switch constantly, or not even. Like, that's how I originally wrote it in my head, but not even. I wanted to make it so that the language was so... The fairy language, because of all... Actually, not even. I wanted to make it so that the fairy language was so that Jainai could talk to anybody. Like, Jainai was able to speak his language. Because kind of, I got it off of, um... Um, uh... Uh, Atlantis. That Disney movie, Atlantis. Milo, uh, Milo's Adventure, whatever, in Atlantis. I loved, I seriously loved how Kida was able to speak to basically everybody and they were able to speak practically almost all their languages, okay? I love that. I so love that because of the fact that all these languages kind of have the same root. Honestly, I have no idea if any, I don't know, honestly, if all these Asian languages have the same root. I gotta do research on that. And there's one artist that I know named Chevov who posted something. They posted something that, um, that was kind of a way for me to kind of figure that out. But I just, I never paid attention to it in that way because, you know, I knew I wanted, at the time, I wanted the fairy in language to be French. I originally created Jainai to be a white kid. I originally created Jainai to be white. And then I took that away because I just didn't like that idea. You know, I thought that there should be more Asian representation. Sorry, I'm putting stuff back away. This episode is almost over also, please note. But still, I wanted more Asian representation. So rather than doing all that, I decided to make it so that um, Jainai was an Asian character rather than a um, French character. Or not even a French character, just a white character. Because Jainai's native tongue was going to be French. You know? Ah. Hold on. Closing this thing. <coughs> so, that's kind of what I wanted. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm going to be doing an outro now. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Thank you so much for being able to listen to this episode. This is going to be our outro. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, I am going to be going to my dad's house for the week. And it's most likely that I'm not going to be making another episode until I get back. You know, it's most likely. Okay? But at the same time, bitch, I made multiple episodes in the same fucking week. Honestly, you should not be expecting this. You should be expecting an uh, episode a week, honestly. Let's be real. You should be expecting an episode a week or maybe two episodes a week. Not like, how many did I post? I think I'm on episode six right now. This is probably episode seven. So, yeah. Now, you should not be expecting a single episode every goddamn day. But still, though, I'm probably going to schedule this episode specifically to be the Wednesday. Okay, the middle of the week. So, it won't, it will tide you over, kind of. But still, though, I do intend to, you know, I just personally like doing my podcast in my room specifically. I just like doing it here at my mother's place in my room rather than my father's place in the room. Alright? Still, I don't, it's just me personally. Okay? It's just that little creative process. You gotta be in the right headspace, you gotta be in the right space, and you gotta have the right food for your space, you know? So, that is the end of this. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys again whenever I make another episode. (laughs) Alright, I'm gonna go eat again, because I'm hungry. Talking to me makes me hungry. Thank you so much for listening, again. Thank you for real, for real. Thank you so much for listening. I have no idea if the same listener, because I just noticed that my my audience number says there's one audience number, and it never went up. Like it was, it was always a zero. So I was always like, okay, I don't know what the fuck that means. But it went up. So I'm assuming that that means that somebody kept, kept uh, somebody's coming back. Somebody's listening and coming back. And if you are that person, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. This is actually really really nice. Okay, thank you so much for coming back and listening, in a sense. And if you're not, oh well, thank you. <laughs> to anybody else, thank you for listening and stuff like that. I'm mainly talking about that one individual, because I don't know, but at the same time, I don't even know. I still talk to you guys. I, ew, I don't want to say you guys, ew. Because it sounds like I have so many fans, and I just have, I have like Still though, I do like the idea of imagining that I have a multiple fans. So I just able to listen and just have some fun. So thank you so much for listening again, and that is the end of this episode.